As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And now for this week's spoiler theme song. Sif pop spoilers. Very nice. I'm trying new sounds <laughs> with it. my with my voice. It's the Sif pop spoiler cast where every week the theme is different because we don't want to give anything away. Also because we haven't decided on music. <laughs> We're going to be spoiling Batman v Superman. If you don't want to know major plot lines of this movie, do not listen any further than this. Because Wonder Woman's in this movie. What? <laughs> I'm just, I know maybe you're not surprised because you saw the trailers and you're totally expecting it. But I did not expect Wonder Woman to be in this movie and I got really excited. Yeah, that's what you're most excited <laughs> to talk about. She's so cute. If you want to hear what we thought about the movie overall, probably a good idea to uh, listen to the podcast proper. We're not going to rehash a lot of that stuff. Uh, basically sum it up, none of us really liked it, and yeah. Steve hated it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. kind of sums it up. Yeah. In this movie, um, we have an interesting story going we on. We do? I think. We have a story? There's I a story think. somewhere? <laughs> uh, I missed it. As you've probably been led to believe, there's going to be a big battle between Batman and Superman. But what you don't potentially know is that this movie features a lot of other characters. <laughs> and this huge fight isn't really happening until... The last what three quarters of this movie? Well, see, here's Probably. here's one of my main things about this movie is we get to the Superman Batman fight, and it's what the movie has promised us. And we already talked about how it's not really we're not really that invested in it anyway, right? Because they really don't have anything Such a loose true story that they're fighting there. for, yeah. yeah. And then it's it's not even really the climax of the movie. The climax of the movie is this other creature who Another we know guy. nothing about. I mean, it's kind of been ex- explained to us, kind of. Uh, what's going on and we have no investment in in this creature except for a chance for them to now work together to beat this creature and it all just adds up to a finale that I just I'm not sure where my energy's supposed to be yeah and, and why you by, know? The, by the time we get to the finale of this movie we're like what is the point of being here and then that's <laughs> when you're really realizing you've been in the theater for over two hours yeah and what yeah. I found really horrible too and we're kind of skipping around a little bit but what I found really horrible too is that this entire movie builds up in Batman's anger and all of that is squelched by the mention of his mother's name <laughs> and then they become which was just a cartoon right yeah. like your mom and my mom have the same name let's be buddies right and then it was like this such an emotional shift and now suddenly batman is like superman's best friend and he's gonna go you know take care and find bat uh find superman's mom and save her and then they're gonna co-battle this massive creature that was just introduced that lex Luthor somehow made orc style from lord of the rings with an alien ship 
Mm-hmm. Like it Which was, doesn't answer any of the questions the movie wants to set up about accountability and the destruction of the city and Man of Steel and whether right? or not these heroes are being good people, because they're not. It was almost like the movie is trying to tell us that we're supposed to be against Superman or 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 against superheroes. Or if we're supposed if we're going to be against them, it's because they're playing God. But if we're going to be for them, it's because they're people too, though aliens somehow. And so they but they don't really ever help us to land on any kind of decision, except for that when someone dies, suddenly they're they're lifted up again. It really gives uh, Marvel a great opportunity to debut Civil War two months later and hit some of these issues in a real way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yeah. again, I haven't seen any of the trailers or anything, but I think it's going to be really interesting to go to that movie, right. which which, uh, again, I don't know. But could deal with those themes in an effective way and go and everybody who went to see Batman vs. Superman goes, oh, that's how you would do that. You know, that kind of thing. So it'll be really interesting to to kind of to see that. Um, I think they've already happens. beat him on that, though, because um, one week before this movie, we had Daredevil season two hit, which was Daredevil versus the Punisher. And I had problems with the end of that season, but that's a much more effective story than this. I knew that it was bad when when I left the theater, I kept thinking about all the scenes I would cut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I really I feel like maybe this is what you guys mean when you're talking about the director not knowing how to tell a story. There's specific scenes where I'm like, well, what was the point of that scene? And let's I'll bring up two just real quickly. So one is when there's a Senator Finch that goes and visits like visits Lex Luthor and they have this kind of back and forth, you know, pissing contest, you know, about she's saying, you know, I I'm not going to bend, you know, to your will. And, and he's like threatening her through a conversation of, I don't even know. It was weird. Granny's peach tea. <laughs> Granny's peach tea is the only thing that we're taking out of that particular scene mm-hmm. that has a payoff later. But that could have been brought up a different way, like in a casual conversation in a hallway rather than it being this drawn out scene. So that one, I'm like, okay, there's an example of something that could have gone about, you know, differently. And then like another one is there's a scene where we watch, um, Bruce Wayne wake up in bed from a dream and which we don't need to see another haunting dream is the one where there's blood that's like creeping out of his cough the coffin of his parents Mm -hmm. and then he's attacked by like a bat creature and then he wakes up and there's a woman's shoe kind of silhouetted in the background and there's a woman in the bed and maybe some alcohol and then Alfred is suddenly there and we find out that he's been invited to Lex Luthor's house. Like none of that needed to that could all have been cut because the only thing that's important is that he was invited to Lex Luthor's house. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) okay, so we've seen all this visual stuff just to give us one thing we need. And that kind of that's kind of how the whole movie is. Like we've just seen a whole bunch of stuff, but all we needed was this information. All right. Look, we are going to jump all around this movie in spoilers because, guys, that's what the movie does. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, the thing that immediately came to my mind as superfluous was the whole what. I'm assuming to be an actual message from the future. Oh God, that yeah, uh, I'm so confused. And I'm yeah. I'm assuming that's an actual message from the future. I'm so confused about Most this. Most people who leave the movie, I think, will assume it was another dream sequence. I don't know what. Yeah. Um. Steve, help us. <laughs> but I'm assuming that was Flash. Yeah. Tra- time I, yeah, traveling. I think time traveling to tell to warn Batman, Batman that about Lois the- Lane is the key. Which, to a future which where applies Superman's to nothing evil? else in the movie. No, like I mean, like like I'm trying. I'm racking my brain how Lois Lane is the key in this, this movie, movie. to not. any sort of plot movement or transition. Right? Is she like I? Unless I totally missed it. I 
I do not understand why that scene is in there yeah. other than possibly to set up a Justice League movie where they go back in time to do that and it pays off somehow. But I, I just... I. But Lois Lane didn't die in this movie, so there's nothing to go back and pay off. Anyways, what do you think? Because like, was there something there like in a comic or something? Are we missing something? It's it's really bizarre and it's confusing, but the best thing I could rationalize it with is um, there was a video game that came out a few years ago. They got a comic book series called Injustice where uh, Joker tricked Superman into killing Lois Lane, who at that point was his wife. Um, and doing that drove him over the edge and he made like a basically a police state where he was controlling the whole world, kind of like what we see in the weird yeah. future vision thing. Um, Our first fight scene of Batman fighting anybody. Yeah. 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 And that, I guess the movie's trying to ape some of that. The problem is none of that has anything to do with the story here like you guys are talking about. And right. Batman's whole reason for going after Superman has nothing to do with that weird Flash cameo. Right. Marvel does that sometimes. But Marvel does it to explain something and promise we're getting something in the future. That That's a completely different thing than just stopping the movie for this entire sequence that's meaningless. It, it was so confusing. And then, like, even the person who was coming through this, like, wormhole type thing was like... Uh, he was saying something like Lois is the key. And then he was saying something like about the suit is what I thought. But he, I couldn't I understand didn't hear that it. Part. I, I heard Lois Lane is the key. That's the I only heard th- that. But I also heard something like get the suit or I, I don't know. It was so co- yeah. that was confusing. And then it was like Inception where he wakes up. He wakes up from the fight sequence between him and Superman. And then he wakes up from that and sees the wormhole. And then he wakes up from that and he's sitting there. And then the file has been one hundred percent downloaded. Did he wake up? And, did he wake? Yeah, because when he see, wo- I wasn't sure. That I thought he was startled. I thought it went straight into him seeing that it had downloaded. You think there's a, a he, wake he up? He startled and his head was down one more time. And I remember thinking, wow, that was a lot of waking up. Yeah, he wakes up at least two or three times. It's yeah. really bizarre. And then you know, and at that point in the movie, he has he's trying to figure out this puzzle like in the in this movie batman is trying to find this white portugal whatever that means and he's kind of hyper obsessed about that so we find out that the white portugal is not lex luthor like he and alfred are assuming but it's actually a boat and that boat is carrying Kryptonite. Kryptonite Kryptonite. that was found in the Indian Ocean by associates of Lex Luthor that were given because there was this uh, terror cell that also appeared in Africa and they they killed a whole bunch of people in order to blame Superman because they kidnapped Lois Lane. It's just like there's so much going on all the time. And at the same time, there's nothing going on. That's what's amazing. There's so much. And at the same time, it all means nothing. Because none of these characters feel anything, right? Like, there's never yeah. a moment where anyone is stopping to consider anything beyond the fact that they're being played. I can't read Henry Cavill in this movie. He's just a blank slate through everything. Even the scene where he hallucinates his dad, which makes no sense at all, um, and he doesn't seem to remember the last movie like I remember the last movie. Um, but even in that scene that's supposed to be really powerful and emotional, he's just giving us nothing. So that's when Superman, like, he kind of walks... Because, oh... So this movie has... Also, all these flashes of you've got the society that's judging Superman for whatever he is doing and people want him to be accountable for being hurt. And so, you know, he's being he's being judged, you know, by our society. And you've got Congress and you've got, uh, you know, so you got America trying to figure out how are we going to create systems and, you know, t- to try to, like, keep him accountable. But he's outside of all those systems and you've got a world that needs Superman. We've got this little montage of him saving people. And then you've also got him just being like, okay, then I'm out. I gotta just go take some time for myself. And then he's tempted to kill someone to save his mom later on. And 
it's just a lot of just like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you're right. None of it really means anything because there's so much happening. When do we as an observer get to sit inside of a character and understand the depth of their emotion, not just like, oh, yeah, I get it. We were all talking about the super destruction of what Superman did. You know, I can see why Batman would be upset about that. But why? But why is he? <laughs> so if Batman's upset with Superman, then why is he looking into this terrorist cell? Oh, he was looking in the terrorist cell because they had the kryptonite. Yeah. But we don't even know how he got to that. Like, the movie know. makes several leaps, uh, some of which I, you know, I'm more apt to forgive than others. One, one that stood out to me that I just went, "What?" is when uh, Superman calls him Bruce. Yeah, how do you know and that? I'm just, and I'm yeah. just like, the movie never tells you how he knows he's Bruce. I mean, fine, he's got X-ray vision, and he saw him at a party. I'm sure he could know Maybe, he's yeah. Bruce, but, but the movie should at least, you know, make some effort to, like, that's a big deal that he knows who Batman is is a big deal. It should be, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's just like, hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. <laughs> Hey, Clark. <laughs> you know, I get when, when Lex Luthor knows, you know, everything about Superman or everything about, um, you know, the, you know, he calls him Kal-El and says, his, you know, Clark Joseph Kent, that stuff. Because he's been in the goo learning everything there is to know, apparently, about yeah. you know, future, you know, all let's, the knowledge of all the planets. back out of this for a second. I have quite a question for Steve and for you, Aaron, too. So you're sitting in the movie the first time you ha- you have... You're experiencing it, and you've just seen basically the opening scene where we see how Bruce became, um, you know, a an orphan and how his story starts. And you're talking specifically about loving how like the pearls catch on the gun. And... Oh yeah, everything yeah, about yeah. that way that that was shot. Yeah, or, I agree. It's, it's one really of the beautiful. most beautiful things is when the mother is falling back after having been shot, and her pearls are spraying everywhere like blood, but it's pearls, and just they were so beautiful and bright against the darkness of what mm. was happening. It was just a really it was really beautiful and then like the close-up of her face and her eye with her eye dilating, dilating and yeah. it was yeah. just really powerful so you know you're watching that and i don't know about you guys but i was like wow that was really beautiful and then we go into like the end of superman but batman's overlay story with what with the whole superman fight scene happening from the last movie yeah are you at this point thinking this could actually be really good movie because I was like, oh, cool. This is kind of cool <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. yeah. How long did that feeling last? You know, when when did you realize, oh, wait, this is not going to be as good the as I hoped? The moment we cut away from Bruce Wayne hugging the child, looking up at her mom dying, to bat, to Superman showing up and just outright murdering a guy in Africa, I think they're in, um, I knew it was going to be a bad movie at that point. Because the opening, you're right, the opening is fantastic. And then we get to Superman. And Superman has this line later where he's like, no, I didn't kill anyone. No, no. You rammed a guy at super speed through three brick walls when you could have just took in his gun away. You killed right. that guy. Right, yeah. yeah. And then you know the movie has no idea what it wants to be. Yeah. I agree. I yeah, agree. He, it's almost like uh, Superman's like, uh, in that scene when he's he's saving Lois, which I guess is because she's the key to his anger. Anytime Lois is about to die, he shows up and saves her, which is, we, we always know happens from other, you know, sources, but... Which is really convenient, by the way, because he can hear Lois whenever she's in danger, but he can't seem to tell when his mom is. Yeah. And does Lex Luthor have surveillance on him? Because when he flies away, how does he know he won't just fly around the city to find his mom? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Why would he assume going to Batman would help when he could just do that? I don't remember the scene when I was concerned, but I also was excited because the scene, and this is maybe where you guys know that director better than I do, but like where... 
we're seeing Batman in that sex ring place where it's kind of like really gritty, kind of almost scary. These cops mm-hmm. going into this dark environment. And, and they won't come out because Batman's still there. Yeah. And they call him the devil. But, and they go upstairs and it's all blurry in the back, but it's really focused in the front. It's like first person perspective. And this cop is super scared. And we in the camera slowly starts to focus on a, on a person who has been branded and, you know, that he was interviewing. And you just see this dark bat character up in the upper right hand corner, like up in the wall ceiling area. I was like, oh, that was sweet. <laughs> I love that scene because I was like, ooh, there's my bat. There's my bat. <laughs> of course, he is kind of like a dark bat in this movie. And like you said in the show proper, Steve, he's a little psychotic. <laughs> he's insanely psychotic. Something I mean, we talk happened. about. <laughs> We, we talk a little bit about how uh, Superman's kill people and the whole idea is that Batman wants to hold them accountable, but I don't understand how Batman can justify that. And I, I want to talk about this uh, scene in particular, but the stuff with the Batmobile I had a real problem with. Um, because Zack Snyder says that, no, this, is, this isn't this is murder. This is manslaughter. This is just people in situations they should not be in and they hurt themselves. No, that's not what this is. This is a van with a machine gun firing at the Batmobile with another machine gun. And after Batman takes out the machine gun, he proceeds to drive through the car until it explodes. Those guys are dead. Yeah, or the one that's where, murder. Where he shoots, he he uh, he gets the car out of the way, and then he shoots it and anchors it to his car, and then just starts whipping it around behind him. I was yeah, really disturbed by that. Like th- he has zero care for those lives. You know. Yeah. So why is Superman such a bad thing in his eyes? He's doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, and I think that speaks to kind of like where some some people, you know, we see this happening in the news these days. They just don't care for human life whenever they see the bigger picture. So for Batman, the bigger picture is stopping Superman, and whatever casualties have to happen are, are better than the casualties that would happen if Superman stays on the planet. But we're assuming a lot of those in inner dialogue things because we're not seeing him process his own humanity or his own decisions to kill people to get to his goal um so i don't know why does lex Luthor need batman to do this for him why does he need him superman no batman to get the kryptonite and form it into a weapon and to take out i don't think that was part of the plan superman well, that's no, what the, it was all part of the plan it, that's what the movie is saying that that is the plan that was that's what i'm saying when lex Luthor is like oh hey, batman played easily yeah i i was you would be surprised how easy i was to manipulate i'm like you were because yeah like, that was confusing i didn't understand what he meant by that because it didn't seem like that could be something that could be controlled but so two things number one that makes batman a complete idiot number two why does lex Luthor need him to do that he has the resources he knows this stuff exists I don't know what I, I think that Lex was just talking about playing onto and Steve maybe I don't wonder what you're thinking about this. My assumption was that Lex thought that he was manipulating Batman to be angry at Superman because he was withholding those checks to the guy that lost his legs and he was writing those darker tones on him like this is your fault, this is your family. Like he was but for but for me what was annoying about that is that in the movie Batman never got those messages until the last minute anyway. So Lex wasn't actually manipulating him. It was Batman's own emotions. But I'm very, I don't know. What do you think, Steve? It's, it's really convoluted because I think if you're a reasonable person, you'll assume what Danae is saying, which is Lex Luthor could not have possibly known anything he's doing. But at the same time, the movie's saying that clearly he did. And it it doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense where 
Everything, Bruce has already got a reason to go after Superman. I don't know what he was doing for 18 months until Lex Luthor showed up, but clearly he's got a reason to go after Superman. And Lex has this scheme where he signs all those notes and, and, and uh, gives it to Bruce and yeah. um, he invites him into the party. He's He clearly knows Batman is super, or Batman and Superman's secret identities. Um, he's clearly trying to pit them against each other. And if you want to go comic book and assume he's doing this because, well, it, it just proves his point of Superman is a god and man needs to take him out and all that. But Lex in this movie is not about that. Lex has no philosophy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know why he's orchestrating it this way when he could just use the kryptonite to kill him. Um, he's got that whole thing about like getting uh, the band lifted so he can bring the kryptonite in. He does it anyway. Yeah. I don't really know what, what the was that point about? of any of that is. What was any of this stuff about? <laughs> every, every time we ask a question, it's like, but that doesn't even have a payoff. In the end, it's kind of like you got a whole bunch of people and they're just making storyline upon storyline upon storyline and, and no one's really understanding what's happening. I mean, to me, it was obvious that there was a lot of secondhand, um, like uh, not a lot of thinking. Even the, fi- even the final scene of this movie was horrible. All right. Yep. So let's get to the final spoiler, which is Superman dies. Again. Uh, in the fight against this creature again that uh that <laughs> somehow Lex has created based uh, on some sort of ancient orc technology maybe, Lord of the Rings orc technology so I'm tell me you. Steve is this something from the comic books where um the dooms uh, uh, abomination yeah where they they said something about you know it was one of my favorite uh laugh out loud <laughs> moments of the movie for me uh. which is where the computer's like uh, we have been instructed never to make, create, this. create this from the forefathers of uh, right, Krypton. The, the forefathers banned this. The forefathers something. have banned this. And Lex Luthor goes, well, where are the forefathers now? And the computer goes, Dead. oh, okay. okay. All right, we'll do this thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? How does that work? What kind of computer is that? How does he even know how to make that thing? He well, takes, he knows everything now because he, he's in the goop. He takes the body of, um, what's his name? Zod. 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 Drops his own blood on the top of his head, mm-hmm. sinks him For down, no and sinks him down. I'm, I'm assuming that was part of some sort of weird ritual, ritual to bring yeah. him to life. Yeah, is what I'm assuming. And then, then the uh, ship that was in the middle of the city from in the last movie begins to construct this he, biological being. Yeah, with like electricity and. Is that a being from the comic books? Doomsday is, yeah. Doomsday okay. is the thing in the comics that killed Superman originally. He doesn't okay. look anything like Doomsday from the comics. Um, so. He has completely different origin, and they do this thing where, like, gradually he looks more and more like him. Like, he gets the bones and stuff after one woman cuts off his hand. Um, but he basically just looks like Abomination and one of those Michael Bay Ninja Turtles had a baby. That's true. <laughs> That's true. So- it is from the comics. It's absurd, but it's from the comics. Well, maybe maybe with a little bit of DNA mixed in from the cave troll from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> That's probably how that whole thing happened. So Doomsday is the name of the character that kills Superman. Superman does die in this movie for the second time. The first time he dies in space and the second time he dies by Doomsday's weird claw thingy. So Superman sticks this, you know, uh, Krypton or kryptonite, kryptonite uh, spear, spear through yeah. him. Can can you help me out with my understanding of kryptonite? So kryptonite is so powerful against Superman that if he swims to the bottom of water to pick it up, he will pass out and not be able to make it back to the surface without help. But not powerful enough that he can fly the length of a couple football fields with it in his hand and pierce it through the body of this creature. Can somebody explain? Which doesn't 
it doesn't make any sense to me because part of the problem is um, Wonder Woman is clearly taken on Doomsday a lot better than Superman and Batman. Uh, yes. Batman just fires the grenade, weakens Doomsday. I don't know why Superman doesn't just toss the spear to Wonder Woman and have Wonder Woman kill it. Exactly. There's no reason he had died at all. It's just so stupid. It's, it's all for drama, which is the whole water scene anyway. It's all for drama. Here's another scene to cut. Don't throw the water. Don't throw the spear in the water. Just leave all that part out. Have <laughs> yeah. her walk out with it. Why? Yeah. What does why that mean? throw the spear in the water just so that she can start drowning? Just so Superman can save her in the middle of a fight. Why do that? Uh, it's to build true. that drama. It's to build that tension to be like, oh, we're supposed to be emotionally drawn to this goodbye moment. We don't care. We want to get out of the movie theater. We're yeah. done. We're <laughs> this done. This is a really boring this. movie, by the way. It's it, it's excruciating. <laughs> it was that was really hard to watch. I mean. My laugh out loud part was the, and this may have been what you were talking about in the show proper, Steve, was watching Batman watch Superman and Wonder Woman fight Doomsday <laughs> because he's just standing, he's just there. standing there and we're like, we're over his kind of like left shoulder. So we're kind of seeing like part of his, like for the back of his head with this little bat ear. And like in my head, all I'm thinking is in his mind, he's going, I, I got nothing. <laughs> There's another one where Batman has no reason to assume Superman's coming for him, but he armors up and just stands there. And then we cut to Lex Luthor talking to Superman. Then we cut back to Batman just he's standing there standing looking there. at the sky. Yes. And then we cut back to Lex Luthor and we just keep cutting. And Batman is just standing there like, with that extremely heavy armor looking yes. into the sky. You're refusing to believe that he's been stood up. Like he is just determined that he, he knows that Superman is going to come to his to to battle him or for whatever uh. but that part i laughed at but so here's the part that like the end of this movie that makes me think that this was all just i mean on another level not thought through so did you catch so <laughs> they're going to the funeral there's the funeral superman there's the funeral funeral for there's, uh, the, there's the public clark kent yeah there's the public funeral for superman and then the clark, real one for clark. yeah the real one for clark back in kansas okay so they're all saying there. batman's there wonder woman's there they're kind of having their final scene lois takes a you know a, a handful of dirt and she's like gonna go walk over and you know she's wearing the ring that he was going to give her it's just a very emotional moment and then cut away to batman appearing in lex luther's jail cell apparently back in gotham somehow like that and then we cut back to Lois Lane putting the soil onto Superman's grave which is the final scene of this movie is the sprinkling of the soil okay I was like how what timeline wise she would have done this a lot like why are we going back in time and why I was so confused I'm so the confused. Movie's not in any kind of order. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mentioned this. I mentioned the supercut uh, of the trailers that people should go watch. But if you look at that, they they clip the trailers and how you think a movie should be shot. But most of the trailer, most of that is in reverse. Like most of the stuff you'd think would be in the beginning of the movie is at the end for no reason. It's just an arbitrary cutting in every scene. The the whole opening, maybe the whole first act, you could still rearrange in any order, and it would make about as much sense. Yeah, it's like why why have this conflict between Batman and Lex Luthor and then end the why not end the movie there and having already seen Lois sprinkle the soil because we, we because you we, want to end on the soil levitating that's why how does soil levitate you want to do the inception the thing yeah how yeah. does soil levitate by the way because Superman's alive Superman's alive so, but does he disperse <laughs> I'm serious well, when he f- when he flies, um, the ground beneath him, the, the soil and stuff starts to rise a little bit before he takes oh, off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So if he's getting ready to fly out of the grave, which is stupid, by the way, because 
what essentially the next movie has to be Lois walks gets two feet away and Superman pops out of the grave. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what happens. Yes. But see, that's the thing is you start the next movie at the point where she sprinkles the thing on, but you don't need that to be the final scene of this movie because what it does is it takes me back to a moment that we've already finished. And now I'm wondering, okay, so that means that Batman is also just left that scene because he was just there. So how is he in Kansas and also in Lex Luthor's jail cell at the same time? Yeah, I don't know. Like that is—it's really it weird. is impossible. Can we? T- I mean, and, and sorry, I'm just. The movie doesn't do anything to help with the geography <sighs> of Gotham and Metropolis either. Like, you know, how far are they apart? How you know? Apparently, how are pretty they- close. Apparent, yeah. Apparently, they're you know a suburb. You know, is Gotham yeah. a suburb of Metropolis, or you know, <laughs> is Gotham Chicago and uh. Metropolis is New York? You know, like what are we supposed to believe about that kind of stuff? Is that clear in the comics? Like these. Cities it's in really vague universe. in the comics. What's that? It's really vague. In yeah. the comics, it's extremely vague. Like, back in, like, what, 2008 or 2009, there was a guidebook that told you that um, M- Metropolis was in the Midwest and Gotham was in New Jersey. But that's since fallen away. And here, it looks like they're, like, they're sister cities or something. Yeah. Where there's just a bay separating them. Yeah. Because the Bruce Wayne showed up to Lex Luthor's party. He was like, ah, oh, you've come over to Metropolis. You know, it's good to see you over here. Which so, opens up the bigger issue of 20 years in Gotham. What was Batman doing when Zod's like, I will find him on the TV? Yeah. I, th- I feel like he had to, like, he was having his mechanic, a.k.a. Uh, um, what's what's his name? Alfred? Alfred, Alfred yeah. Fix his stuff. Like, <laughs> like it took 20 years for him to fix his stuff or something. I don't know. Um, I do want to I do want to go back and touch on the fact that I loved Wonder Woman. And I mentioned that it was one of my favorite things about the movie and the show proper, but I thought that the clothing that they gave her, not knowing who she was, not knowing what was going to be happening or who she was going to be later, mm-hmm. seeing her, the gold accents and how they were made on her clothing and how that totally foreshadows her, you know, golden cuffs and just other things that she wears. That was so smart. It was so, so smart. I loved that character. And I love that we've got this Wonder Woman that's not like this blonde, blue-eyed, pretty thing. Like, she's just... She was pretty awesome. I li- I liked seeing her. I thought Wonder Woman in the fight scene was the best thing about the fight scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that I, was just great. I thought she was great. Um, I do feel like, again... She's got this whole thing that I think we're supposed to be invested in about finding the other metahumans. And it's like, how is this part of this movie? Like, Everything why, is part of this movie. It's just like, <laughs> it's uh, too much, too much. It, it also opens lots of weird logical issues. Like, apparently Lex Luthor has trademarked all of these characters and has given them their logos. <laughs> yeah. He just has them on file and they're just going to use those, I guess. Oh, who was yes. the fourth? By the way, I know I knew Flash and Aquaman. Who, who was the fourth with the, where the guy was getting yeah. created out of... Like, Look like a machine. Oh, that was Cyborg. Uh, Cyborg. Oh, okay. 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 You know, that stuff was interesting for me to see. um, But, and and maybe it was smart because the movie couldn't have been all about Batman and Superman. This movie wasn't just about Batman and Superman. It was about a whole bunch of other things, too. Like, maybe that was supposed to be a smart thing, but. um, No, I I really think they're trying to catch up to Marvel and they're just forcing things too quickly. You know, you forget Marvel, when they put out Iron Man, they were just trying to put out a great Iron Man movie and then tie it into a couple, you know, mm-hmm. things. And I think it was just the after credit scene even. Yeah. Where, um, no, I guess, was Captain America's shield in the original? Uh, I don't remember. Iron, Iron Man? 
Yeah, it's on his desk, and it's just kind of like so. There were fixed. winks. There were oh, some yeah, of those yeah. winks there, but it wasn't like a file, <laughs> right? But it was over time with an icon. I feel. Yeah, like, I mean, no one noticed it for like a year until like a movie came out, right? And so I feel like DC is is just they're trying to catch up to Marvel. And here, maybe in and maybe this is as good a way as any to to kind of finish our conversation, unless you guys have more. But I feel like maybe the lesson is when you're dealing in this idea of doing universes instead of sequels, um, that you take a huge risk. Because if the universe is beautiful and wonderfully put together, it will be a home run. We've seen that with Marvel. But if the universe is shaky, it will be interesting to see if DC can even recover. Here they have this whole slate of movies that they're thinking about doing and planning on doing but if they've created a shaky universe where people don't care about it and it's right. poorly put together. Or it's a big joke. It, it, it domino effect ruins the other. Like, I can't mm-hmm. imagine going and seeing a, an Aquaman movie from this kind of perspective in this universe and feeling like I care about it as much as I would, you know, like a Hulk movie or a Captain America movie. Am yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. Like, I don't really feel like watching Suicide Squad anymore if this is what we're getting. I don't. I don't really want to see it anyway. I'm not excited about that one for some reason. It's just not connecting with me. But um, I mean, I, even like if you're just a general viewer and you're going into Batman versus Superman and you don't like it and you know there's something else with these characters coming out in the future, I don't know why you'd go and see it. I think that they made a mistake when they titled it Batman v Superman. I think they did yeah. that for a lot of attention. But this movie was not a, that. This movie should not have been tried to be based around that relationship. I feel like they could have. Come, maybe Batman and Superman could have had a conflict at some point in time and had a resolution that didn't feel like some throwaway Martha thing. And we could have we could have come into a place where we where we know the momentum is leading us to a big fight together, which would be Doomsday, and we're all winning at the end. Maybe maybe even still have you know Superman die, same kind of a thing. But know on the back end of that that there's a there's a a connection forming between this group of people who are going to be carrying a series of movies. And instead they spent the entire movie telling us all the reasons that they hate each other. And then like a minute of, of care and appreciation. So what are we launching off of except for a lot of just confusing, conflicting messages? I think that was a mistake. I don't know what they would have titled the movie differently, but I don't think this movie should have been focused around Batman V Superman. Again, they're so quick to get to, a combination of characters that they don't do the same setup work that Marvel did where they had the individual movies first right. and then thought about what that looks like together. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just I guess it'll be the last thing I say, but like just looking at them as characters, if someone told me they looked up to Captain America, I'd completely believe them. If someone tells me they look up to this Superman or this Batman, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. These people are crazy. They, they're they not heroes. It's not from this movie. It's from collectively pop culture what superman represents that they're connecting to just like what i connect to as i connect to my batman you know what i'm saying yeah that's that's kind of if i want to look up to something but you know yeah but just like just based on this movie like they're not exactly. good representations of no. those characters no i totally agree with you because i wasn't really into the batman character and i alluded to this in the show proper but i wasn't really into batman until he went to go save martha and when he's kicking some butt to save somebody's mom, I'm like, there is my Batman. There he is. And there, I'm like totally excited about that fight sequence. I was so excited to see, you know, Ben Affleck bring Batman to life in that scene where he's saving Martha. I was like, yes, that is what I want to see in a Batman movie, you know? But it was so late in the film at this point in time. And then we don't even see Batman really fight after that because he can't fight someone called Doomsday because he's a dude in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a little bit frustrating. Uh, if I have anything, let's see. Let me look at my little notes here. Oh, the only th- last thing I want to say is 
there's two points in this movie where a character says, where is she? And I, <laughs> I thought that was really funny, maybe unintentional, but Batman says it, well, actually Bruce Wayne says it, when he saves a little girl at the very beginning of the movie and he's asking where her mother is. He says, where is she? And I'm like, hee hee hee, that's funny, because that was like the big, you know, Batman takeaway from <laughs> from the Christopher <laughs> Nolan movies and everything. Uh, oh no, from Liam Neeson, um, which is what my husband does all of the time. He's always like, where is she? Where is she? It's like his thing. And then there was another where is she moment and later on from Superman himself. And I thought that was, I couldn't help but like, and it's probably another reason that this movie shouldn't be um, all that great in my eyes is that I was thinking about another movie entirely <laughs> while they were I was talking. Thinking, but... I had a similar experience where <laughs> I think we mentioned uh, that Greg Brady was there watching the movie with us. Yeah. And uh, Lex Luthor has that line where he's like, Martha, Martha, Martha. And I was like, in my oh brain, I'm my going, God. I wonder if Greg Brady right now is smiling to himself because that's oh a Brady gosh. Bunch reference. <laughs> it is a Brady Bunch reference. Uh, well, so overall, uh, I don't think any of us would really recommend this movie to you. But um, if you do decide to go see it, you've got thoughts on it. You're always welcome to send those thoughts to us. Our email is Danae at gmail.com. And Steve, thank you again for joining us and spending some extra time with us doing our Sift Pop spoiler episode. We really appreciate your perspective. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And by the way, if we find out our mothers have the same name, I will definitely come and save your life sometime, okay? <laughs> okay, great. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll be best friends for life based on That's that. right. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.